Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Cries, episode... 31. No, we did 31 last week. 32. 32. Are you sure we did? Yeah, yeah because we right. did 30 right. twice. I was, you're right, sorry. 32. Yes, that's right. 32. 32. It's quick because we did record our last one on Sunday, and it's now Wednesday. Four days later, and we're back. The difference is this time, is I have a sinus infection. So... <laughs> Yeah, Dylan's been hit it's with some crazy uh, with some illness this past couple. Of, I don't. I don't. What? When did you get the flu? Like, like two weeks ago. I was like, quick. Yeah, I don't ever get sick, and I told Dad yesterday that I was sick. He goes again. I was like, yeah, again. But I mean, I've never seen you this sick, or like you're not even that sick, but like I've never seen you sick. Tw- I know. So quickly. I know. So I don't know. You changed, man. I went to the doctor today and got some. Shots, yeah, and some antibiotics that weren't right. So I gotta go back tomorrow and get some more. Yeah, but but I'm not contagious. No fever. It's just a sinus infection. No fever. Just, just makes you feel gross. I know, but that's okay. You can yeah. work through that. Oh yeah. Well, tell us about your week. What, <sighs> what has happened in the last four days since our faithful listeners have heard from us? Oh my gosh. Sorry. So I gave Dylan one of these halls and mini cough drops. And Dylan cannot just let cough drops or suckers or any hard candy just, like, chill in his mouth. He's got to, like, chew it up. This is the third one. No, I think you'll have four. <laughs> You're going to go through all of them. No. <laughs> no. I was, my goal was to let that one sit in my mouth for longer than what it did. I think, I, I think we've just sit, because me and Dylan just sit here and talk. Before we get started, and I think we've been sitting here for about fifteen minutes, and you've gone through four. Well, it's always been something I struggle with. <laughs> is I can't. I don't know if it's because I don't have any patience, but I just can't let anything hard sit in my mouth without me like biting it. Peppermints, mm. I munch on them, man. Munch them up. I don't know why. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. I don't have good teeth anyway, but I'm just sitting here crushing hard candy. I get a the, the the blow pops with the gum in the middle. Yeah, I can literally hit the ones you can get at El Tap. I can get it in El Tap in the Mexican restaurant because I always have candy at the front. I don't know why. Yeah, I can get it, and by the time I'm in my truck, it's gone. Like oh I've gosh. bit it and I've crunched it and I'm chewing the gum. Done. Oh I think God. it should honestly be more respected than what it is. Uh, that that's because pretty everyone impressive. just like looks at me like I'm a monster. Can you chew ice? Oh, see, like I literally right now I have chill bumps just thinking of like chewing into a piece of ice. Cool. It's already gone. You're done. <laughs> We've been talking for a minute. Well, <laughs> you know, don't throw. That was dramatic. That didn't need to happen. It had to be out of your reach. Well, anyway, so sorry. Now you know that I just can't. Anything. Ice, I love it. Eat it up. Oh my goodness. I can't do that. It, it just... Okay, do you buy ice cream? Like, when you have no. ice cream, do you bite it? Like Psychopaths eat ice cream. Well, I guess I, I'm a psychopath. Yeah, I you do. It. People who just, like, grab a, a cone and they're just like... And, like... Well, first of all... They lead with their front teeth kind of deal. They're I, like... 
I don't eat cones, first of all. Okay, well, just... Because the they're bone. too messy. Okay. I don't like to eat them for the sole reason of they're too messy. All right, well, you got the bowl right there, and mm-hmm. you got a spoon, and you, like, lead with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Like, you My lead with your are, two front teeth. They're there, potent. And you just, like, stick them in there mm-hmm. and then pull it out. Mm-hmm. Like, see... That's how I do it. I've done that. Just eat it. Just... And crunch it. No, I like to enjoy my ice cream. I enjoy mine that way. No. No. Your teeth are just like... Screaming. Not like it matters. Tell us about your week. This week... I don't know. Four short days. I'm trying to think. Ah! Ah! My mouth has like the essential oils or whatever that's in those cough drops. That water is so cold. It's like whenever you have a peppermint and then drink water. Yeah. Absolutely feral. (laughs) Honestly, I don't know what's happened. Like this week is... Really haven't been... That crazy? I'm almost done with school. That's, That's about, so good. I'm so proud of you. Your first semester of college is under the belt. Under it's, under the belt. It's done. Yeah. Um, I, pretty much. December 8th is my technically last day, quote unquote, but I'll get done before that. I, You know, if all things go well, this weekend should be like the kicker good. with all my like exams or papers and stuff like that. Good. So that reminds me. I think good. I have a biology exam due here soon, so I need to check on that. But anyway. You should check on that. I will. Um, but anyway, what about you? Um, well, I've actually had a lot going on. It's been crazy. Yeah. Monday night, um, cooked dinner, and then this is a fir- my first Christmas in this house. So, I put my Christmas tree up. And I bought a new Christmas tree last year because my house was significantly larger than normal. Yeah. And now my house is significantly smaller. So I put my tree up, and I wasn't in love with it. Like, it was just too fat. Like, it took up too much space. Like, you come in the front door, and just boom, it's right in your face. Yeah. So I try, I, the entire dinner, I stared at it intently and decided that there was nothing that I could do to that tree to make me love it anymore. And I felt bad. But I went to Walmart, and I was getting sick at this point because I really didn't feel good Monday at all. Yeah. But I wanted to find the perfect Christmas tree for my home. It looks great. And so I went to Walmart, me and Ty, found no trees. that well, We found one that I loved, and they didn't have any more, and I almost took the display, but I didn't. I feel like they should sell that anyway. It had a price tag on it, but Ty was like, we can take it. And I was like, honestly, I didn't feel like lugging it out. I was, I was pretty not feeling well, just wasn't telling anybody. Yeah. So I was like, you know, it's okay. So we went to Lowe's, and that's where I found her, the perfect tree. More expensive than what I would have appreciated, but it was nice. It, it looks really, really nice. Pretty. And there's no ornaments on it because I was going to decorate it last night. And I was, like, after work yesterday, this is no joke. After work, I sat on the couch, and I didn't get up until 9. I just didn't feel like it. And yeah. Mom and Dad came up here um, to do some things, and Dad called, and he was like, do you want to go eat it out back with us? And I was like, No. And he was offended and dramatic. I was like, I don't feel like it. I'm sorry. So they brought me some Outback. Aw, that was nice. Some chicken and some rice. And so I ate that. And it was good. But I literally like didn't even feel like moving yesterday. But then where I sat forever, I went to bed at 9.30 and could not fall asleep because I had been just chilling all night. Yeah. So I was wound up. I felt bad, but I was like just not tired, so I played on my phone. So Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, that's been my week. Maybe we'll put the ornaments on the tree tonight. I bought new ones 
Did you see them? Yeah, I've seen the gold and silver, sparkly. They were on clearance. <gasps> clearance. Okay. Me and Dylan are also putting up Christmas lights tomorrow. Oh yeah, we're putting. I bought some. Christmas is thrown up in my dining room right now. We're surrounded by Christmas decorations. By surrounded, I mean there's a wreath on the table. I I like Christmas though. This I, is this is perfectly fine for me. And then today, I put fake snow in my windows. And really, it wasn't supposed to be me because I was Lisa bought it, and then Outback was decorating their windows, and she got a little intimidated and a little scared, <laughs> and she was like, "I think I'm gonna. We should hire somebody to do it." And I was like, "No, we can put the fake snow in the windows and make it look good." And she was like, "I just, I'm afraid." Yeah. So Big Daddy Dylan <laughs> got the can of snow and went outside, it and I good. just went to town. And she was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And I was like, "No, just go." And I just went to town. And I think it looks marvelous. I think it looks good, too. You have to be careful and not look tacky, but mm-hmm. I think it looks good. And with our wreath on the door. I think so, too. Left her a little hole to cut the window so she could see what's going on. That's what, That was her request. Oh, okay. Lisa's our office manager. She's wonderful. Yeah, she is. So, yeah. Well, good. It does look good. I thought so, too. It does look very I good. I was going to spray Dad's truck windows with it, but he drove away. I chased him with it. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> I was like, he might not like that. Like he squealed tires getting out of the parking lot to get away from me. Which made me feel a little upset. because I feel like he could have just taken it to like a car wash. And it exactly. Anyway. That's what I told him. He was going to the car wash anyway. He was like, well, let's just see what it would look like. He was like, no. No. He jumped in his truck and literally peeled out. Like the definition in the Webster's Dictionary of peeled out would have been the situation. <laughs> he peeled out. Just been a picture so, of Jay. <laughs> I went next door and asked the guy at the dry cleaner if he also wanted frosty windows and he respectfully declined. I mean, I understand that everyone's from the Christmas spirit. True. But then I went to the bakery, and they actually said yes. I was just kidding. I was totally kidding. Because Lisa was like, you should go ask the neighbors. I said, okay, I will. I was kidding. And I was glad the dry cleaner said no. But the bakery was like, yeah, go to town. And I was like, oh, I was just kidding. You do not want me to do that. <laughs> so I left them the can of snow. Huh. I said, here you here go. You go. go spread some Christmas cheer. Some holiday so, cheer. Yeah, that that was, yeah. That sounds like a pretty good day. It was a good day, and I just, I actually took off early today. I oh. left at one. Oh, okay. Because I was, ugh. but I just came here. That's okay. <laughs> but yeah, that was my day. It was it was a good day. I got a new phone too. I was excited about that. Oh yeah, it looks awesome. I got a new phone. I, I'm I'm obsessed with phones. <laughs> I'll get the new one every year if I could. I love them. I think you could. I love them. I think you could. But anyway, we're in Matthew chapter 20. 20. So I'm going to do my best. I would get another cough drop, but I won't. Because it will be gone. It won't. It will be. But it won't. It will be. I'm a different man no, you... than I was 15 minutes ago. It's actually been four. Oh, good. I'm going to change Actually, 10. Yeah. Well, I just that's just something that I've dealt with since I was a child. I've always crunched things. So why stop now? You're right. <laughs> Uh, you're right. They still could hear that. I don't think bad. so. I think they couldn't. Okay, well, if you heard something, you didn't hear anything. But my biggest fear is doing this and then teaching class tonight. I'm afraid I'm going to lose my voice. Yeah, let me do all the reading. Okay, I mean, if you're going to do it, go for it. I'll take care of the reading, and then you just go wherever the boat floats you. Dylan out. What? Going down. No, I said Dylan's out. Oh, Dylan's out. Okay. Matthew chapter 20. Starting in verse 1. For the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent 
up uh, them to into his vineyard, and going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And then he said, You go into the vineyard too, whatever is right I will give you. So they went, going out again about the sixth hour, sixth hour and the ninth hour. He did the same, and about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing, and he said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You go into the vineyard too, and when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his former foremen, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning uh, with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each uh, each of them received a denarius. Now when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, these last workers only uh, one hour worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and scorching heat. But he replied to them, uh, to one of them, "Friend, I am doing you no wrong. You did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me?" Or do you begrudge my generosity, so the last will be first and the first last? <laughs> you did wonderful. Thanks. I was trying to get those last couple of verses. Just you, were just, warm. you were rapping, and it was... Okay. Friend, I have done nothing wrong to you. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I have to get a drink of water now. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll relieve you a little bit. This is one of my favorite passages in the New Testament. I agree. Because, <clears throat> you know, we talked a lot about last week... Of, you know, missing the point of really what's going on. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we're talking about missing the point and not understanding the big picture. You know, that's what people talk about all the time, the big picture. Yeah. Um, and in chapter 20, they're missing the point of what's going on. Because let's just start from the beginning, since we read a lot there. Um, but it says, for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his, for the vineyard. So the first problem arises here in verse 2. After agreeing um, with the laborers for a denarius, denarius, I have trouble with that, yeah. denarius a day, he sent them out into the vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing out in the marketplace. And to them, he said, you go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right, I will give to you. So it's it's funny because they've worked for three hours. Three hours more than what the other people have worked for. Right. Okay, and so here's our first problem. They're upset because they've done more work than somebody over here. You know, and who do you think is to blame? Because, you know, we're reading in the New Testament, you know, two, three thousand years ago. And this is still a problem right now. Like, in everyday life. Because, and I don't know if it's why we think this way but we just can't stand the thought of somebody doing less work than us and it's like why does it matter yeah you know you do you do your thing i'll do my thing and present day problems it's still a big deal Mm -hmm. you know and i don't understand why i don't believe that's the way the world was supposed to work no you know but that's just it is what it is because people just, they have this materialistic mindset of, you know, we've got to we've got to beat the Joneses at the, what's that saying? 
the Joneses at the end of the block or whatever. I don't know what that means. You ever heard that? Maybe. I, I think you might just be saying Am I saying it wrong? I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. You guys know what I'm talking about. But it's just always be better than somebody else. Be better than the next door neighbor. Have more than what they have. You know, drive a nicer car than what they do. Whatever. And that's what's happening here in this parable. Mm-hmm. Okay? Is... Well, I cannot believe that they're going to work just as hard as me and make the same amount of money. Well, why do you care? No. That's my question. Okay, but there's a bigger problem that we're unveiling here, and we'll talk about it some more. So we realize that the first problem is the second group of people that he went out and got um, has worked three more hours, or three hours less than the other people. So... Um, in verse 5, so they went out going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, and he did the same. And about the seventh hour or eleventh hour, he went out and found the others standing, and he said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? So I said to him, Because no one has hired us. So he said, You go into the vineyard too. And when evening came, so here's where the big blow up happens. The owner of the vineyard comes out, everybody gets a Daenerys. Well, that's not fair. It's like Oprah. That's not fair. Because so and so and so and so, they started working an hour ago. And then these other people over here, well, they started working two hours ago. That's not fair. Mm-hmm. I've been here for 12 hours. But just like what he says in verse 13, I love the, re- the reply. Friend, I've done nothing wrong to you. Mm-hmm. You agreed to work for a certain wage, and I paid it to you. I have not done anything wrong. And what this is alluding to, the, the big aha moment that we're being taught here is... You know, we're not working, and I put some air quotes around that, we're not working for a Daenerys. Mm -hmm. We're laboring in this world for a home in heaven. And if somebody becomes a Christian at age 11 and they die at 80, well, gosh, they've had 69 years yeah, <laughs> 69 years of just work Yeah, to be the best they can be, to, to be the best Christian, to be devoted to their life. Well, then what if somebody dies coming out of the baptistry? Yeah. That's not fair. They've not done the work that I've done. Yeah. And that really did happen at Double Springs three years ago. I'm, we, I wasn't there yet. It was right before I got hired. But the former preacher there baptized somebody they were walking back up the stairs and they died they had a heart attack and died in the building did, I not, did you not know that I feel like I did but it's still like yeah so still he, hearing it for the second he was, time is like hearing it for the first he like was it's sick David Barrington was there as well um, those of you that know David and David did CPR on this man until the ambulance got there and he died in the in the building. Oh on the my. left side. <laughs> oh my gosh. And they've like broke out the AED machine and everything. So anyway. Wow, sorry. That was that's crazy. Why is that fair? Right. You know, I've been a Christian since I was eleven and now I'm twenty two. I mean, I've worked hard the past eleven years, but he is gonna get the same reward that I'm gonna get. Mm-hmm. Why is that how's that fair? Yeah. Oh well I just I think he hit the nail on the head pretty much on everything. And I, I like to think, not with everyone, but I think especially how you were saying that someone gets baptized at 11 and has all of these years to work and then somebody who gets baptized later in life, 
there's kind of a sense of we take those uh, opportunities and stuff like if, if you usually if you get baptized at a young age you've probably grown up in the church and I think it's not the case for everyone I don't want to step on toes but I think we st- take that for granted a lot mm-hmm. of times like I've listened I was listening to some podcasts recently about the underground Christianity over in China where there's millions of people who know who know all this stuff about the Bible and about Jesus and they go to prison for it um, they get beaten for it. They get, you know, killed for it. And, you know, we're over here and like, ah, I just don't feel great to go to Wednesday night. I think I'm just going to stay home. And when people over in China would love to just have the opportunity just to wander out and go to church anytime they want to. And so I think we take that for granted a lot of times. And this parable shows that even if you're in the gar- like you're in the field laboring, no matter how long you've been there, you, we're still going to receive the same reward. But some, like you said, some people just get a little irritated over that fact when why can't we all just share the same thing? And it, it, again, I don't know why this is a problem. I don't know what people amount this to. Like I said, it's the same problem that we have right now. You know, I live in a, I like where I live, but I mean, eventually when I build my house, I don't want to live in a neighborhood. I don't want to be able to throw a rock and hit my neighbor's house, you know. But, you know, it'd be like me being upset because my neighbor next door got a new car. And I'm still driving my 2016 Honda Pilot. Hey. (laughs) Hey. I love Penny. Yeah, you do. But you're you're like, well, I'm going to go get a new car now because she can't have something better than me. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just this, it's selfishness. That's, that's what it boils down to is just you're selfish. And the reason why we're missing the whole point here is because just like what Jackson just said, you know, the underground Christian network is a whole lot bigger than just China. And it's just people just, they, they're grasping everything and they, they crave it and they, they, they're obsessed. And then we get the mentality of, that's not fair. Yeah. That makes me mad. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in heaven quicker than I am. And they're not going to have to work for it. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. And let me just tell you, shame on anybody who thinks that way. Yeah. Because think about the angels rejoicing in heaven over a soul coming home. Right. And I mean, I, get, I got goosebumps saying that. Like, think about how happy God is. How happy the angels are to say, oh, you know, welcome home. And we're down here with our arms crossed and our lips stuck out. We're going to trip over it. And we're like, there's no fear. Yeah. Shut up. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I'm just going to say the S word. <laughs> Shut up. You know, because Satan lost another one. Yeah. And heaven got him. Mm-hmm. Like, we should be so happy because, you know, we get to spend eternity in heaven with them one day. They got their eternal reward Praise God. Mm-hmm. How amazing that is that they get to experience that. You know, but so many people, and this is real. This is a real problem. So many people are just like, that's not fair. That's not nice. I can't believe that. I've worked harder than they have. Who cares? Be happy. Be happy for a soul coming home. Be happy that hell lost another one. You know, but then we go on here. In verse 14, and it says, well, take what belongs to you and go. I choose I choose 
to give to this last worker as I gave you. Okay, think about think about the gravity in verse fourteen, or think about the weight of the statement. Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last worker as I gave to you. And Jesus is telling us the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care. I don't care who. Who it is, what their story is, how long they've been a Christian. If you will follow what the Bible says, you become a Christian, then I'm going to give to you the same thing that I'm going to give to everybody else. And that's what's so cool. We talked about this big secret last week, and it kind of it can lead over into this this chapter because it's not a secret. It's not something that you have to work your whole life for. If you don't, okay, yeah, you know. But when you choose to become who you need to be when you become a Christian, your past is gone. Mm-hmm. It's over. And he's saying, I'm going to give to you the last person. I'm going to give to them the same that I'm going to give to you. And Jesus is doing the same thing. Yeah. I don't care if you've been a Christian for 80 years or two seconds. I'm giving you heaven. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. But again, we we miss so much joy in our life. We, we miss all these opportunities to be happy because our priorities are strung out into the bushes and not where they're supposed to be. Yeah. Be happy, rejoice because somebody else is in heaven. You get to be there with them one day. Who cares what they did in the past? Mm-hmm. And we just we can't seem to get over it. Yeah, I I just think that's a I agree with you. It's a, a big problem. I heard somebody I can't remember their name or anything like that, but they said a, a lot. The kingdom of heaven would get spread farther and wider if we didn't matter who got the credit. Exactly. And and that could that could easily lead with this parable right here, uh, meaning that somebody who's been a Christian for all their life, been working all this time, maybe not as hard, but still been working, and then you have a latecomer who's got baptized and is working tirelessly, trying to make up lost time, if you would say. If we didn't matter, you know, who cares if they saved all these people? They're saved. Who exactly. cares? Exactly. It doesn't, if we don't, if we, if we could care less about who got the credit for it, then, I mean, not that our pride, selfish things that, that you've been saying, then the borders of heaven just keep growing and growing and growing. So, and that's that's the problem that we run into, is we're obsessed with getting the credit for something. Yeah. And you know, and we want we want to be able to say, well, I've been a Christian for eighty years. Yeah. And we want to somehow top somebody else. Guys, it's not going to matter in heaven. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't matter. And that's what we're working towards. That's the most important thing in our, that should be on our mind is heaven. Right. And all of the stuff that <clears throat> that we care about, all the things that that we want to... Sorry. <laughs> Take a drink. Um, <laughs> You're losing it. <laughs> all of the things that we think are a problem here, when you get to heaven, it's not. It doesn't matter. Because God is saying, we're here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, yeah. you know. And so, um, going in verse sixteen, it, and this this is playing on chapter nineteen as well, right? Because it's saying, um, "Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me?" Hang on, this also brings up another point of, you know, am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? You know, think about if if you know somebody who who owns a store or, or whatever, you know. It's not yours, whatever this physical thing is. Think about somebody's house. Mm-hmm. Are you going to walk into somebody's house 
And immediately, if you don't like the wall color, not in your house, but if you don't like the wall color, you go out to your truck and get a bucket of paint and come in here and start painting the walls. <laughs> no, like that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like, how would you feel if I came into your house uh, and said, you know what, this orange is hideous. Gets, I'm like, I got some paint in the truck. Let's fix this. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. That's crazy. It's not yours. Yeah, exactly. It's not yours to change. And so in verse 15, he's saying, am I not allowed to do with what I choose with what belongs to me? What does the world belong to? God. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if we think it belongs to the president or Nancy Pelosi or whoever. It doesn't. <laughs> it belongs to God. Everything we have belongs to God. That's right. And so he's saying, am I not allowed to do with what I have, with how I want to do it? Of course. You know, just like the same way we wouldn't go in and change somebody's house, God is saying, I'm going to give to everybody what they deserve if they become a Christian. Well, not what they deserve, because we don't deserve heaven. Right. But I'm going to give to everybody what I promised if they become a Christian, no matter what. And guys, it's his world. It's his rules. Let's abide by them. Mm -hmm. Because without him, we would have nothing. Mm -hmm. In the same way, you don't go up to your boss and just start, you know, punching him or kicking him around. Because if you don't respect your boss, then you don't have a job. Right. They're the ones that signs the checks, baby. (laughs) So you can't make them mad. Right. And I'm not saying let's look at God as our boss, but I'm saying let's look at him as an authority figure. Yeah, reverence. It's his world. He made it. Mm-hmm. He's the ruler today and forever. It's his rules. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what this guy's saying. is like, am I not allowed to do with um, what's mine, what I choose to? Yeah. And, so, and then, or do you begrudge my generosity? And think about, think about the generosity of Jesus Christ. Think about... What he's doing. Because he doesn't care who's in heaven. He doesn't care their social status. Doesn't care how long they've been a Christian. Doesn't care what they've done in the past. But if they become a Christian, if they bury themselves in the water grave of baptism and they come back as a new person, he doesn't care what happens. Because he knows they've obeyed the gospel. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who they were. He doesn't recollect anything about that person from pre-baptism back. That's right. And he doesn't care anything about what they've done. Everything's washed away and they get to be in heaven. Think about how generous that is. You have the worst person in the world. They become a Christian. I believe that they're going to go to heaven. That's right. Because your past is gone. Think about Saul being converted to Paul. Think about the generosity of Jesus and we are spitting at that generosity with our mouth because we're like a little jealousy, yeah. a little selfishness. That's that's ridiculous. We're missing the point. The the church is missing the point, you know. And then in verse sixteen again, it's playing off um, with verse twenty nine or verse thirty. I'll, I'll read that from nineteen. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. Verse sixteen of Matthew twenty. So the last will be first, and the first will be last. Do we get some repetition here? And what the, I don't I don't think that physically means that because I don't think there's going to be ranks in heaven. Yeah. But there's repetition here and what he's trying to get through our heads is it doesn't matter. That that's what he's trying to say. I don't care how much you've had on earth, I don't care what you've done, I don't care how much you have or how little you have, it doesn't matter because there are no borders in heaven like that. There's nothing that's going to elevate someone else higher than me. Let's just be happy that we're there. 
Right, yeah. You know, and again, we're missing the point. And it's right in front of our face. Mm. And we're missing it. And it's so sad because we miss so many opportunities because we see somebody. And, and, and he could have missed his opportunities here, too. Think yeah. about, let's think about the mindset a little bit of, while you're looking that up, the mindset of the foreman on this job. What the foreman wants is to get as much work done as possible in the day. So he goes out, let's, let's read this. He goes out on the third hour, and then he goes out again. Let's see, I want to make sure I get this right. Goes out the third hour, the sixth hour, the ninth hour, and the eleventh hour. So he goes out four different times to recruit more workers to get the job done. Four times. Well, what if after the third hour he just didn't? He was like, well, it's, it's late in the day. I'm not going to go out and look for anybody else. You know, it's, it's not a big deal. But he's still continue, knowing that they're going to get less work done. But, hey, he's just happy to have them. He's just, come on, let's go work. Let's get this done. He's just happy to get the work done. And at the end of the day, more work got done because of how many opportunities he went and, and took action about to bring more people in. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, more work got done. We don't think like that. Yeah. We see somebody who might have a rough past or that we don't feel comfortable for whatever reason approaching them or we think they can't change. And we go, eh, that's just sad. You know, they're, they're, they're just not meant to be a Christian. What? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, more work will get done as a Christian the more people we have on our side. That's right. And that's what he sees. Like, well, hey, I can go out and recruit and recruit and recruit because the more work's going to get done, we need to be like that. He didn't care who they were. He went out and saw people. What are y'all standing there for? That's going to work. That's what he did. Yeah. And we don't do that. We should go out every day and say, what are you standing here for? Do you know Christ? Yeah. Do you understand that if you do what you're supposed to do and live by the Bible, that you can spend eternity with Jesus? Yeah. That's how excited we should be about that. Because... The foreman knows if he gets his work done, he's probably going to get paid nice from the owner. And we know as Christians, if we can do the work, if we can go out every day and live the best that we can live, we're going to get heaven. Right. Why should we not want to fill it up? I mean, I don't understand why we can't fathom this. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I was just looking around for ranks in heaven, and uh, there's I don't think there's anything, but the only thing that would be close would First Corinthians chapter 3. 14 and 15, if the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. And it's and then you flip over to chapter 4 and read in verse uh, 5, um, and it just says, the uh, then each one will receive his condemnation from, the, from God. So I don't think there's ranks. It's just you will receive your reward, wherever that is, but it's heaven. It can't get any better. No tears in heaven, and I believe that. It can't get any better. So in verse 17, I'll read this last part. I can do no, it. No, 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 no. You've been talking a lot. Let me do it. Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll finish up here, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 17, uh, and as Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the 12 disciples aside, and on the way he said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified, and he will be raised on the third day. And so this is just another Jesus kind of still confirming 
and continuing to tell the disciples that, hey, my time's almost up. Like right now, if you remember in chapter 18, they started, uh, they were traveling through Perea, that dangerous territory that was controlled by Herod. And, and now he's heading to Jerusalem. And Jesus, I mean, this is the third time. He's just continuing to remind the disciples that it's almost up. My time has almost come. And he's just and still reminding them and, and reassuring them that also this isn't, this isn't it. Like he just, he says that, I'm going to rise again on the third day. I'm going to get crucified. I'm going to get flogged. I'm going to be humiliated, but I'm going to come again. And that's that's all this that little section is. He's just continuing to tell them that and reassure them that this is going to happen, but you have to stay with me through this whole picture because it's going to get better. You know what I love about this? And we, and we can kind of end on this note. You know, think about all of the teaching that Jesus has done up to this point in Matthew 20. You know, yeah. I don't know how long we've been doing this podcast, but it's been a while. Yeah. And think about all of the teaching and all the things that Jesus has instilled in these people. And now he's saying to his disciples, but don't forget that I have, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And I, and I don't think that, and this is, this is strictly my opinion. You know, if it were me in this situation, and I, and I was doing this and I knew I was going to die and I had these faithful 12 following me, I don't know if I'd tell them. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I don't want to break their heart. You know, or I don't want to, I'm not going to tell them that yeah. I'm going to die. I'm just going to write it out and I'll tell them right before. <laughs> hey. You know, this is happening. It's be a bad time right now. But, <laughs> but no, that's just, I mean, because I, I, agree, I yeah. wouldn't want them to be upset or I wouldn't want it to interfere with our relationship or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And but Jesus is telling them this because it's almost like he's trying to fire them up. And again, this is my opinion. I may be reading into this way way wrong, but I thought about this every time that Jesus keeps bringing it up, not to to dampen the mood or or to make them sad. I think it's a point of, hey, I'm don't forget, I am going to be uh, handed over to the Gentiles, and I am going to be mocked, and I'm going to be flogged, and and then unfortunately I'm going to die. But I'll be back on the third day, you yeah. know. But I think he's telling them this to say. We have got work to do. We have got people to tell this awesome message to. Yeah. Let's get going. Yeah. Let's and that's, that's what I'm saying is we know we're going to die. Mm-hmm. It's I've never met somebody that can defeat death except for the one we're reading about right now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to die. We don't know when. You know, I could die tonight. Yeah. Or I could live to be 90. I hope I don't. I don't want to be 90. Same. I, I think I'll be a grumpy old man if I'm 90 years old. I, yeah, but, I agree. But... Not no time for my rabbit trails, but what I'm saying is, we have that death too, and I hope I pray for you that it's not going to be as bad as what Jesus went through, but we're going to die, mm-hmm. and we should have the same mindset of Jesus firing ourselves up as a Christian to light our fire every day. Is I don't know how much time I've got left, but what I do know is I have an awesome message that I can carry that I can give to other people. Mm-hmm. Through Christ, I can give them salvation. Yeah. I can't give them anything, but through Christ, they can have eternal life. I carry that message. Yeah. And I need to spread it to as many people as I can before I die. But we don't. That's the problem. Yeah. Because we're, you know, we talked about selfishness a lot tonight. And guys, I'm just going to tell you, selfishness has no home in heaven. Mm-hmm. There will be no mailbox for selfishness. There's not going to be no address for selfishness in heaven. I'm just going to tell you. But if we can live our life without selfishness and all we care about is getting the work done 
and having time in heaven the same way this foreman had, I want to get the work done because I get a reward. Mm-hmm. Because we got work to do as Christians. I'm talking to the church now. We have work to do as Christians. Let's put our head down and get the work done because we have an awesome reward waiting for us. And the more people that we can recruit to work with us, to work alongside us, not bringing glory to anybody else but God and getting the work done, that's what we should be focusing on. That's what our mindset should be because, guys, we carry the most amazing message in the world. Mm -hmm. And why we don't share it, I don't know. But find the way that you can do it, the way that you're best at it, the way that you're comfortable with doing it, and do it. Because there's nothing else more powerful than Christ Jesus. And we should be on fire to share that message. No matter if they're 90 years old, no matter if they're a past drug addict, or the person that sits next to you in school. God doesn't see that. Mm -hmm. He sees a soul that needs saving, and guess who can help save it? We can. That's right. So... That's our. That's what we got to say today. That's right. So, I want to make Jackson pick up my cough drops out of the kitchen floor, and we'll see you. I guess I will next week. Yep. We love you. We love you very much. We Jesus have a great loves week. Bye bye.